I don't want to go to school. Alright, so we are live on the Least Likely Podcast. We have special guest today, former CES Bantamweight champion, King of the Cage, and rising UFC star Andre Yule. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Oh, if I do the fist pump or uh, whatever. <laughs> um, sorry if I hurt your hand. No, you're good. You're good. See, that's dynamite. You got dynamite <laughs> on his right hand. I love it. No, we had, we had two choices today, so... I could either uh, fight you or something like that, <laughs> or uh, ask you some questions. So I decided I am going to let you off the hook, and we're going to answer you some questions. So you're welcome. Trash talking. Um, Love it. <laughs> so <laughs> fresh from Brazil, coming off of a pretty huge win over the legend Henan Barral in his hometown, UFC debut, smashed it. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, exactly how you end up um, placing it. I actually went down there, uh, went through so much stuff. Like, you know, I ended up sitting there and tell you, like, they, like, put me through the wire on the whole situation. And first four days, kind of hard to enjoy everything because I was, like, really cooped up in the hotel or going to the, basically the hospital, like, sign a lot of papers and whatnot to come back and then go back. It was just back and forth uh, situations, but... But I'm going to go ahead and sit there and state it when I end up getting into the cage or just in the back of the stadium of Brazil and basically the heart because with them it's either fighting or football, you know, and not American football. So, <laughs> okay, so yeah, it was one of those. Uh, football? Yeah, football. Yeah, you know? so it's one of those situations where the fans is like really with it. So I end up understanding like they end up giving me love, but when fight night came out, Everybody ended up hating me, like, you know. But after the fight, it was like one of those, hey, you know, congratulations, good job, you know. We ended up doing it in, in Portuguese and the whole nine. So it ended up uh, making me feel, one, I ended up picking up more fans off the situation. Right, because when right. I tell people, I like, I want to be worldwide, I'm not lying. I want to be worldwide, you know. I want to be bigger than just California, you know. In California, Cali is my home. Everybody knows this, you know. Right, right. Um, Riverside, baby. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's one of those things, like, you know, I'm from here. They know it, but the bigger picture is the letting the world know who you are, as in gathering value. And for me, value is basically jumping in my boy's life. That's my value. And me ended up sending value to other people that end up looking at someone that didn't come from, um, actually came from nothing to a moment of to stardom or on the road to the top. Like, you know, I know I'm not at the top, but I am literally running myself up to the top of the hill or to the moon or even to Mars. How do you end up looking? <laughs> I'm working my way up there, you know. So, yeah, the, the fight was amazing, and the aftermath was even more, cause, you know. Like I stated, like, them walking up to me, hey, I had to hate you, but I love you. <laughs> you know, you it was kicking like, it with the fans. Yeah, like literally kicking with the fans, and it was like, and that's how they all start the conversations. Like, you know, we're you know, Hinnon is our hometown hero, you know, and it's like, but we love you now. Like, you know, you're part of us. So I felt like I just became, or they adopted me in Brazil. So I end up loving that. Nice, nice. And then uh, <clears throat> I watched the fight, so I'm watching it, and I see uh, coming out. You know, you kind of. Uh, tried to walk you down and chase you a little bit. You caught him off the back, hook, uh, back foot with that left. 
And then uh, you dropped him, and I'm like, why didn't you finish it? And then I'm watching the interviews, and I see you uh, possibly broke your hand. So tell us what's going through your head when you hit him. Was it like, oh, shoot, like my hand? Am I exposed? Or like, what's going on with that? Well, truth be told, uh, I give him points. <laughs> and I'm giving him, like, bad points because it wasn't even that. Like, I didn't, like, feel the left hand tweak until, like, the second round, the whole nine. But that part, uh, when I caught him, uh, his eyes, like, went in cock mode, like, cock He got cock like, real fast, like, you know. And it was, like, one of those, the wounded beast, you know. And I went in for, like, the kill. And as I was going in, it, like, his eyes went from cock to, like, straight out eye contact. Like, I'm not hurt. I got you. It was, like, one of those moments. But I was, like, already in mid-swing on the situation. So I ended up throwing it. But it was, like, one of those bell out, but at the same time, hammer fists, you know. And that's like one of those like rookie mistakes. I shouldn't just like charged it and um, you know, basically brought myself in because we already knew from standing up point. Like I was telling everybody, the first round you will know. Like you're going to understand how the fight's gonna go or what right. direction it will go. You know, I was in for the knockout, and now I'm gonna sit there and um, state it like his weight kind of like carried him. You know, but I dropped him, and he knew he didn't want nothing a part of the stand-up so he did everything he can to keep me on the ground and let's be real that's a black belt right, right. and i know i'm a good just guy but in reality that's a black belt and that's a brazilian black belt at that so it's not you know, no just random yeah you know and it's like no random like oh he just knows what he's doing no the dude knows what he's doing you know like me it's like i can survive with Type of belts I can I can roll with all you know everybody you know etc. Type, but we already knew from the game plan it was not to be on the ground and it was supposed to stand up and it's like like I stated I have a, a cool uh, yeah you could go ahead and state I have a cool ground game here and there you know and but this camp it's nothing but working on that so because we already obviously understand that's what everybody wants to try to do they know that standing up is going to be hell for them so let's get them on the ground. But they're gonna end up surprise. Uh, I'm gonna surprise them because let them people know that I escaped the arm bar from Hinton Brown. From a black belt. From a black belt. And then, uh, what's okay. your ranking in uh, jujitsu? Blue belt with three stripes. Cause I got back, I got three stripes. <laughs> All right, Rafa Costa, my uh, you know my gist coach. Yeah, he ended up um, ended up handing me my uh, extra two stripes on the stripes that I already had. So blue belt, three stripes. So you're yeah. working toward the, the that purple. purple. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to definitely get there. You know, but I already know slow progress is the best progress. If I'm a blue belt forever, I'm going to be one of the most lethal blue belts that you could possibly think of in MMA. Yeah. That's what Hickson says. You know, like a belt only covers two inches of your waist, which you have to earn, and a lot of respect goes along with getting those belts. But the belt uh, covers two inches of your waist. It's up to you to protect the rest of your body. True. And you were talking about rookie mistakes. So I'm like, all right. Blue belt compared to a veteran, your technique still showed and you got out of a black belt armbar. And then for those that don't know that much about jujitsu, it takes about seven to ten years to get a black belt. And not because you suck, but the technique is so uh, strategic that they don't just hand out belts. And actually a blue belt in jujitsu will equal black belt in a lot of other forms of martial arts. Um, true. And speaking of time and stuff, when did you get into martial arts? How long have you been doing it? Uh, since I was seven, so I'm 30. We're looking at 23 years. You know, of it was boxing. Started off with wrestling. Just got the basics of it. Then transferred over into taekwondo slash boxing back and forth. 
and then I ended up realizing I like boxing a lot better. Um, so it's kind of like sticking to that, no competitions. It was just one of those, like how I always, I'm telling people that uh, my pops was always telling me that I'm light skinned, so I got out of fight. So by me being that guy and growing up of always moving around because, you know, it's always color. It was a problem with everybody. So, and I wasn't really accepted on a lot of grounds of situations in you know other races even my own race type you know type of deal so i kind of got like branded out so by me being branded out i had to fight it was one of those things like the bully always somehow found me when we moved the bully found me you know so and it's funny too because like all the bullies that have found me we all came like cool you know <laughs> <laughs> so i you know so it's like one of those uh you know like and, and anybody that knows like raising up in like a black or basically just a tough background. It's one of those, if you don't beat them up, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, you know, it's one of those situations. <laughs> so in her mindset, it's, I got to go out there. I got to win. Because if I lose, I'm coming back to butt whooping. I ain't about to get beat up twice, you know, in one day. That's not happening type, you know. So that was like the mindset that I always ended up having. So from there, it was fight, become cool. And if not, then we'll keep fighting every day. And I literally, I like, told like one of the bullies that too. I was like, hey, I'm going to be real. I can't go home. If I lose, I can't go home. So I gotta. Keep, we're gonna keep fighting all day today. <laughs> I'm gonna keep being in the bathroom, in the playground. Hey, at lunch, at the cafeteria, we're gonna keep fighting until I win. I'm just telling you that this is how it has to go. And then from there, it was kind of like, you make a point. I don't want to fight you all day today. So we kind of came cool from there. So it's like little small things, man. You end up learning, you know. And my mom kind of like pushed me into that situation. Like, hey, we need you to. And she's like, I think you need to fight. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm a box. You know. And my mom kind of like looked down on boxing, like, like you're good at it, but I wasn't talking about that. I think you need to do the other thing because you're always in the street fights and you know stuff like that. So that was kind of like my mom kind of like pushed me in that direction, you know. So learned from seven, and my mom kind of like edged and pushed me into a direction. And next you know it, here I am, and I already knew, or put it like this, my mom knew I was great at it from the gate. So that was the one that uh, ended up believing what I had to do, you know. Yeah, because mothers, they kind of like baby their kids, but yours pushed yeah. you into being a, a, a cage fighter. Um, what moment for you was it like, you know what, I can see like this UFC thing, like jumping off, now I want to like pursue this full time. Was it like over time or was it just an epiphany or how did you come to the conclusion like you wanted to cage fight well, as a profession? Definitely when my mom told me, it wasn't then. I promise you, I was at that time, I was like the little pretty boy. I had the little shoelace in my hair with the curls. <laughs> it was dancing time, you know? So it was definitely wasn't then. Like, I, I told my mom, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just too cute for this. Uh-uh. I was like, you can put me in the, um, a boy band right now. I'm about to go ahead and sing. Couldn't sing at the time. Barely had rhythm, too. But I was that guy that's like, hey, I need to play there. But ended up, like, switching out um, to the moment Basically, boxing wasn't going as well, you know. I had my boy, so my mindset was be in my boy's life. Like, you know, be a father, that's it. That's all I needed to do. Um, so I was in that direction, and after the whole, in 2015, um, or correction, half of 2014 into the whole 2015, it was just like downhill drama. Uh, the courts and going back and forth. Sure. Me, uh, you know, depressed times. You can go ahead and say that. I was like in a really de uh, depressed moment then. Uh, 
basically my, my, my heart was broken like you know many uh, places just not being in your son's life like that killed me so it was me going to court back and forth and seeing how I was getting treated and I was I'm a, I'm a good guy I was just hands down good guy there um, and how basically like how everything kind of shaped and formed it wasn't right you know and I understand like everybody sit there and say well you had to do something you had to do something did you ever just thought that there's a side that I might have done nothing and just tried to be a good person or didn't agree with something right. that's involved with my son like my son's everything you know um, when it comes down to being my, my boy I'm always gonna look out for his best intentions period you know and if someone doesn't agree with that I'm not gonna back off because this is my boy like you know it's like little small things man uh, but me getting kicked out and how they're like degrading me, talking down to me, destroying my character, where everybody that does know me know that I'm a good person. Anybody that lives with me day to day, they know that I'm, a, I'm an awesome person. Put me around kids, everybody loves me, you right. know? Um, but it just came down to that moment that I had to prove this, and the best way to prove it was doing something that I'm great at where the world would see me, you know? And I had to go back into the like the box of trying to figure out what was good and what I was great at and it was fighting. And I understand that it's not the best look for everybody, you know, especially going into court. Oh, look, he fights. He's around violence and all that other stuff. Right. But for my story, I've been fighting since I was, you know, baby or a kid growing up type, type of deal, you know. And then you get pla you get placed in the position where you're getting your whole life taken away from you because a judge doesn't like you or a judge doesn't see you or a judge just basically look at you because of your color type thing, you know? And with that, it's kind of value. There's no value in how I looked at it. It made me, like I was getting talked down so bad that I felt like I didn't have value. And like I stated, the flip where I had to find it and then the finding was me fighting in the cage. I already knew from hands down, I have hands, I have hands down, I already know that I'm open and hands down, this is my last chance. So that's what like diverted me, it was my boy and the drama, you know, and me going in and then next you know it, I'm great at this. And I knew I was, it's just, I'm like the namaste type guy, like, you know, like a full Buddhist. Self-critical. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to stay away from it, but it's one of those, there's that two sides, like out of the cage or love. Inside the cage, you'll love what I do for the action, but it's a different person that's in there. It's like a whole different aura that ends up taking over, and it's not me. And it's like, I end up getting surprised every time I sit there and watch my own tapes. I'm like, dang, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I don't remember doing that, but oh, dang, that's me, you know? So it's like a little ultra instinct type thing, you know? But that's what ended up happening. It was my boy that got me into it, and that's where I ended up knowing. So that's literally about a little over three years ago. Yeah, until 2000, yeah, 15, and uh, ended up 15, going into, yeah, so there you go, it's crazy. <laughs> and then with uh, battling that, well, backtracking a little bit, I could vouch for you saying like um, the two-sided coin, like there's the mean guy, <laughs> and then there's the nice guy as far as the fighter. Uh, I think the meanest thing I've seen you do <clears throat> was, I think it was in CES, no, it was King of the Cage, where he had picked a guy up by his neck and like helicopter choked him and like spun him around <laughs> and like picked him up in the air and just like doing a full, it wasn't even 360, it was maybe like a 1080 before you had set him down. <laughs> I got, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, 
That was great. And the that nicest thing, well, not the nicest thing, but the nice thing is like, I know it's like a lot of people, they flock to you, uh, your teammates, the community, like really huge in the IE and then um, just doing things. And how would you speak to the, the stigma that like, oh, you're a martial artist or a cage fighter, uh, human cockfighting, whatever they want to call it. Uh, these people are just jerks and and um, violent people. But it, it's how would you kind of defend that in a sense of like, because I see your videos, they're funny. Uh, everyone likes you. A lot of times I'm looking on your Instagram, I'm like, man, I'm not even seeing a lot of uh, like technique. He's just like playing around and dancing in these damn cowboy <laughs> boots. But it's hilarious. But if I met you on the street, I wouldn't even think you were a fighter. If I just sat down and hung out with you or had a conversation, I would know that you like kill people um, for a living on uh, like Fox and ESPN and stuff. Yeah, it's like really funny too, because like everybody like ends up meeting me and they'd be like, oh, wait, you really fight? Hold on, I don't believe you. Like, you know, it's like, it's really honestly like crazy. Like, and then I'll be like, yeah, check my videos. And like I used to they see all my funny videos and then it's like, oh, there goes the fight. And then they keep scrolling more funny videos and it's like, oh, there he does, so he does fight. Um, it even got to that moment, like once somebody even told me, like, I, I think you should uh, cut down on the funny videos, but in reality, this is me. Like, you know, like, it's been like this since then, like, humor was what escaped me from my pain type of a deal. Like, uh, like, it really definitely, so for me, defending, it's like not an ex, I don't want to sit there and say it's like drama like that, because everybody ends up respecting each other, like, you know. Right. Um, it's one of those... For me, kind of like defending the situation is one of those mutual agreements of we both have passion and a mindset of a dream, you know. And for us to get to that dream, it's us fighting for it. And from kind of from the outside looking in, it's just two people fighting. But from the inside looking out, it's two people that mastered something or bringing something together and trying to showcase it for the people to understand, hey, this is what we do, and this is what we love, and we're doing this for the world to see, you know? And from there, it's like, I have a dream. Because you know, majority of everybody up in there don't just have a dream of just being the best fighter in the world. There's always something after. Like, you right. know, if you end up asking every fighter, what is it? Like, you know, some people's fighting for their kids, like me, I'm fighting for my boy. You know, not only trying to be the face of the world, only how I'm trying to be the face of the world is because of my boy. That's my answer. That's always going to be my answer. If anybody ever asks, that's my answer. I'm fighting for him, so if I have to fight in the cage, I'm gonna do it. Like, you know, if I have to be great at, they told me, hey, you gotta be number one for you to get your boy. I'm gonna be number one. There ain't no question going behind it or how I'm gonna do it. I already know how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna keep working my ass off. Like, you know, I'm gonna keep on putting myself through the grind until I'm the best. And when I'm the best, and you tell me I get my boy after, oh yeah, I'm going. Like, you know, it's one of those things. But this is just my side. Right. So this goes from everybody else that's fighting. Everybody has their own things that they want to end up getting, you know. And you got some people that are just honestly just, you know, giving to them. But uh, I don't know for how to speak for them, but I can't speak for the people that didn't have nothing. And I'm one of those people that didn't have nothing. And this, I'm one of those people that got something taken away from them or someone taken away from them. So, you know. Good. Like the way that I kind of <laughs> attack it and the way I kind of like move about it, it's, hey, you can do this in character, you know, when they end up seeing it. Because when they give me the mic, you get, I get to express, I get those, that minute and a half, I get those 90 seconds to basically express and tell the world who I am for those 90 seconds. Even though they just got done watching me for 15, 10, 5, whatever, mm -hmm. how long those fights are. They get to see that, 
but they don't understand it until after I get to express and put the words of, you know, et cetera. It's kind of like drawing a painting, but you don't know who did it until they signed it off. Right. And that's me speaking at the end. I'm signing my name as I'm telling people, hey, I'm someone that didn't have this. I'm someone who didn't have that. And all the ones that don't have nothing are trying to look for an answer or are looking for a light here on that light. You can do it. You know, like, um, like it kind of comes down like one of those like situations with going into like school. You know, they tell you don't put uh, all your bread in, or all your eggs in one basket. You know, that type of thinking. And I literally was just talking to uh, my coach Tony about it. Like, you know, like that way of thinking is already a fail. Like it's a fail. It's a safety net. The way I kind of like look at it. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So you want me to constantly spread everything. Like, hey, that's okay mindset to have, you know? But in reality, that type of mindset, it's saying, if I fail here, I can go here. But if I fail there, I can go there. Guess what? You're already accepting failure. Putting all your stuff in one basket, you're already accepting failure. I'd rather have all my thing in one. Right. So now if I fail, okay, guess what? I'll just come over here. Boom. You know, but right now my mindset's not about the end of um, feeling because I'm putting everything and I got in there and when I look at it and the way I am, uh, I am, it's my mindset is you put your mindset on something 100%, you will succeed. Like literally three years ago, I told people I'm going to be in the um, UFC. No one believed it. Oh, bro. Everybody's just talking. You can't box to get in here. You can't do this. You can't do that. A million other fighters. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, there you go. It's like. How many hand-picked people get into the UFC? You got to end up looking. It's kind of like the NFL. Like, you know, they only have like 600 fucking players inside the field. But, but that's 600 as in football. I mean, NFL. You go to college, there's about 3,000 to 5,000. You go to high school, you're looking at 10,000, 15. You go to peewee, you're looking at 20, et cetera, et cetera. And then it all gets dwindled down when you get into the higher um, professional type thing, you know? And... With that, it's just kind of like how many people get picked. I got picked. And why? Because I put all my bread in one basket. And it was a do or die type situation with me. And the die part, if I don't make it, I don't get my boy. That's my mindset. I make it, I get my boy. Just like that. I think that's also cool too. Like <clears throat> I always tell people, I'm a, I'm a big fan of gray areas. So I'm like, why does it have to be black or white? Why not neither? Or why not both? Or why not? red or something you know and just explore and so i always encourage people to go into i don't know not necessarily like areas of confusion but be a fan of the gray area like don't be so like programmed that you don't want to do anything and then also um rock from like rock bottom there's so much you can do from there like there is so much beauty in having nothing at all if everything's either destroyed or in your case taken from you because now you have all this clarity around you because there's not no good distractions, bad distractions, no nothing. It's just this place of nothingness. And then you can create from there. And um, just seeing that, I feel like you're one of those people that just really thrives under pressure and uh, didn't have everything handed to you. And so created these environments where like you had to go out and get it for yourself. And uh, I know your story is interesting. A lot of people know about it and then shedding more light on it. But a lot of people don't know just two days before getting the call from Dana White to enter the UFC, you were on the verge of becoming homeless. Uh, can you speak about that? Like what was going through your head in general? And then how you felt after you got the call? Like, all right, it's for real now. I'm for real. Uh, after like the whole call, the whole situation, um, nothing really, it didn't hit, nothing hit me. Like it didn't hit me until a week later, you know, 
like reading off of a freaking note or literally got uh, pictures sent to my phone and everything from a boy, um, daughter, you know, from a boy, but there's about a daughter writing an essay about me. Um, it literally did not kick in until then, like, you know, that I made it. And I'm going to jump into the fact of how I made it. But that part, so just recall the little girl writing an essay. <coughs> Right. Take it to the school. Just remember that. I'm gonna get back to it. Okay. So <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll put the yeah, center right yeah, here. Yeah, put it there. So all right. So shooting over there, it was like literally, uh, it was kind of going through like a little small drama between um, like a uh, little managing situations. Um, I'm getting represented by uh, uh, Matt Dodge, which is his uh, company called uh, Dodge Sports. Okay. All right. Um, first, it was with uh, KL Reps. And the situation is, I don't know nothing much about the whole KO reps, it's just that I knew that my manager was part of it and only why I went to them is because of my manager. Like, he knew somebody named uh, Jamal Emers and that's one of my, you know, homeboys. So, I'm cool with them, so that's what made me draw to Matt the whole night. Okay, so I'm in there, it was at there, my CES fight, and like, randomly I just told him, uh, just know that one thank you and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you type of deal. Like, you know, it's one of those situations. As in, uh, only why I came to KO Reps was because of you, etc. Alright, uh, some little drama happened, like, after, um, like, Jamal Emmer's of, uh, contender fight that he had. Uh, in that situation, something ended up happening where Matt decided to leave. I don't get the full scoop and I didn't really didn't care about the full scoop. All the thing I knew was, Wherever Matt goes, I'm going. Right. It's just like don't one of those things. Tell. Like, I'm, yeah, don't ask, don't tell, don't care. I'm with you. Like, you know. Uh, but the situation kind of came in where the guy was from KR Reps was trying to do everything he can. Like, the, the hold me type of deal. No, never talk to the guy on the phone. Like, I got like a few text messages here and there of, all right, go th do this, go there, go that. And like, you know, a little small messaging of don't forget this and don't forget that. Like, you know. But I'm talking to Matt day to day. Even met Matt's, Matt's dad. You know, it's like, I'm talking to him like you know um what people need to understand about me it's like if you're in my circle or involved in anything around my circle it comes down to that moment where you enter it i'm gonna do everything i can to help you on the situation or to that moment that i believe that you'll do everything you can to help me you know it's one of those like giving give and take like you know i always have your back you always have mine I trust you, and when I say trust you, I trust you in my life. Like, here's all my information. I trust you, type of deal, you know? And my circle is always fit for that situation. Like, if I go out, that's the circle that I'm going out with. Are you mm -hmm. with me? Um, like, don't get me wrong, on the outside of the circle that you have, on the outside of the circle, you know, you have like successful more people. Like, you know, so you got my circle and then the outside of the shell of it is more successful people. And then it's like, can't do much without the negative people. So they're on that, on outer skirts of the successful people. You know, you got them, you know. And I believe everything is like set for a coast. It's kind of like the yin and yang, you know. Like a situation, you got to give and take. So in my circle, like I stated, it's this is what I need and that's what I want. Right. Okay. Um, Matt made my circle. Just like that. His dad made my circle. Matt's um, lady made my circle. Like, you know, so it's like one of those things, um, you know, to that moment where we built a connection, et cetera. So it comes down to that moment where uh, the guy from uh, KL Reps was doing everything he can to, like, 
discourage the situation. He gets, gets on the phone, or I guess UFC ends up reaching out to him because I guess my name was still tagged on him. He tried to play that whole game of, oh, I, got, I can get him on. He just got to make sure he's with me, etc. You know, and it kind of like ended up backwards in where they told me, hey, we can get you on, you know, but the problem is you got to go with this person. No, I'm good. So literally people don't end up understanding, like I almost walked away. Actually, I walked away from UFC. I said, no, if it ain't Matt, I'm good. Man, it's loyalty. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's loyalty. It's like, and people don't end up understanding how my loyalty is. Like, you know, if I give you something, if I tell you it's my word, my word automatically, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, this is just how it is. Um, So I literally almost walked away from the situation and, or I did walk away from the situation and people don't see that side. They're like, oh, no, I would have left my guy. And there, that comes up and builds up a point of if you leave that person. Basically, you know, off the whole loyalty. So, yeah, people end up getting it. Like, I walked away, said, no, if it ain't Matt, I'm good, you know. And, it, you know, ended up leaving, like, a dumb, dumbfounded face. Like, I'm like, I can't believe this. You get ready to walk away from <laughs> Like, you know, I could, like, already picture, you know, just oh, walk away from this beautiful opportunity. Yeah. But, you know, and it's like, literally, yeah. I walk away from anything. Like, people don't get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand money is a big part. But the thing is, I knew where the position that I'm at, I will get that money. If it's in a year, two, or ten, I'm going to get the money. Like, you know, and I'm always telling people, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be that dude that's going to make a million dollars off my hands. And that's a hands down. Even if I get it tomorrow, a week later, a year, I'm going to make it. Right. Like, you know, and they don't end up understanding that because some people are always on that. I need it now. If it's here, I'm going to get it. I'm going to jump on it, you know? And by you jumping on it, it can end up failing us in, did you do your homework on what was behind it? Because guess what? By you doing that, you just sold your soul. Like, you know? And I'm not the type of person that's going to end up doing that, you know? Like, I already said it. Like, I don't want my circle filled with people that are going to backstab me or look around and see if I'm not doing something well for them where you just talk down on me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Oh, I didn't do, I didn't. You know, I didn't fight the way he wanted me to fight. Or, oh, I said no to one fight because I wanted another fight. Now you're talking, just, you know, let me start talking shit. Like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I knew I was going to make the UFC, period. It's like one of those things. Either it was today or tomorrow, I'm going to make it. And I'm going to make it with my team. Not because you told me to cut somebody. Not because you sat there and said do this or sat there and said do that. Like, you know, like I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to end up selling myself on that situation. So I walked away, you know, but... Like moments later, I was like literally inside the bank. Cause I remember uh, that the conversation uh, before I got to the bank. I was telling them, um, yeah, because like even Matt kind of came off like, you know, like you know that's a good thing. You know, you should just do it. Da, da, da. I said, Matt, look, I'm not that guy. All right, if you're not on, I'm good. You know, and I'm like, and I don't like people making me feel uncomfortable. Like when I get uncomfortable, I get like edgy. Like, you know, and then now it's like when I get edgy, I'm like, I'm bluntly telling people how I feel. <laughs> like, you know, and then it's like, and then it's like, you can already tell because oh, he's uncomfortable. That's what he's doing. Like, you know, I'll just be like, look, I don't like this. I don't like this. And I'll even end up adding an old lady that got nothing to do with anything. Like, I don't even <laughs> like the way you're wearing your shirt. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like something like that. So I'm like, slow lady. You feel me? <laughs> like, so I'm like randomly like shooting at things like, you know, but that's when I get like really uncomfortable. And, and it's really like random to catch me uncomfortable on, on like a lot of stuff. But I do get awkward, like, you know, it's like one of those things, like I get awkward, it makes it uncomfortable, and then when I'm like, yeah, back and forth. But, so I'm like telling them, and I'm like, yo, and I'm like, Merle, I'm like, Matt, if it ain't that, I'm good, you know? 
I'm like getting ready to lose my like you know I'm getting ready to lose the house right now. Um, I'm trying to over here um, figure out some bank stuff to get in. Right now, I'll talk to you guys later. Like literally hanging up like on them, and you know. And then uh, so we at the bank. It was me and my mom. We're at the bank. Um, I get a, I get a phone call. I don't answer because I'm like signing off on some stuff. And then I get another phone call. Then I picked it up. That's uh it's Matt. So he was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, congratulations, you made it. I'm like, I couldn't even like, yay. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, don't worry. I already broke it out. It's me, et cetera, et cetera. So Dodge Sports, you know, and our team. I'm like, oh, are you like playing with me right now? He was like, no, no. We worked everything out. And he ends up telling me like, oh, only why they reached out to KO Reps is because my name was still tagged. I just had to send an email saying that I'm with, you know, Dodge Sports. So that was like the whole story. So. I, as soon as I get off the phone with him, um, I'm like, one side of my face was kind of like bawling, but the other side was like, I'm still irritated. Because <laughs> it's like, they frustrated me the whole day. So I'm like, looking like cockeyed and like strange and everything. And my mom's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, we made it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, mom, we're in the UFC, et cetera, you know? So it was kind of like, we all got like happy. It's like, she's smiling with a little baby tear and everything, you know? Um, then next day or a few days later, got, the, got her home. And then it kind of like shifted over to that. And still, people are asking like, why aren't you excited? And I'm like still thinking like, oh, you know, you guys don't even understand. Like I walked away from it. Like also on the whole moment of, you know, we're about to be homeless type of deal. Like, you know, it's like a little small thing. So I'm like, my mind's still set on that. You know, and it's like kind of like graving out. And then next you know it, the essay. Now we're back onto the story of the essay. All right, Pick it up I on top, it. pop it on the plate. So like, so on the essay, I ended up reading it. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, Andre the Afro Monkey came over. And, you know, he chopped it up. And working with my dad on um, working on his uh, basically a video game that's getting made. Um, Afro Monkey video game. So Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's in the future. Stay tuned. Yeah. You know, but keep it here yeah you know there you go so it's uh it's gonna have like an interesting name to the um, situation but he's uh but he's like making doing some great work to it so she asked yeah, she ended up writing that and she was like yeah i even uh, helped out the situation so just know the thing is about eight cents long right i'm balling up probably on the third sentence and it's like low key, I'm like tearing. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Now I don't know why I start reading at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why I'm up at three o'clock, but I'm up at three o'clock and I'm reading it. And I'm like tearing out, like, you know, like bawling out, like, oh man, like this hit me. Everything's like realization of dang, I'm fighting, you know, I'm in the UFC. Everything that I end up telling people that didn't believe. Um, but when I say that didn't believe, it's the ones that are not in the circle type of deal. But the right. ones that are in the circle that ended up from that, from my gate, like, you know, like, hey, we're doing this, 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 this. This is what we're doing. Build it up. We, you know, I had a plan. Like, literally had this, like, typed up in my notes and everything. Like, plans of how to get to the UFC. This is this many fights, this many fights. Kind of altered, but it was, like, the similar, the same plan. Because, you know, I was prepared for um, the left and right moments. And both of the left and rights ended up somehow squaring straight straight like you know but end up making it that situation so everything's like starting to hit me like dang i'm like one step a lot step closer to my son you know now i just got to do this this and that you know and more notes you know so everything is about uh you know making it to where i needed to go and that was the threshold of that moment of the bawling tears 
of her writing that little essay about me and presenting it to the class, like, you know? And, like, people don't end up getting, like, that was big, you know? So it's just the one that lets me know that I'm reaching out to people and people know me and reaching out and looking at me, like, you know? So it's that, yeah, you know, it's the kids. And it's literally, you know, like Trick Daddy says, Trick Daddy love the kids. (laughs) You know, they love love the the kids, kids. you know? (laughs) Probably only uh, one of the top five people I actually offer or ask for an autograph, people don't get that. I'm a big fan of Trick Daddy. Hey. You got his autograph before? No, nah, that's oh, the only one wow. I made before. That's the only one I made before. Like, if I get that, it's like high water. You know, like, probably like, frame that in my house and everything, you know. You gotta go fight in Florida or something. Well, like, make like, sure I'll bring Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy little kids. Go party or something <laughs> after. <laughs> the, the Miami parties, you can say you did one of those. That's true. And then, the joke will be on everybody else, cause then you'll be, in the light skin circle with like Chris Brown, Drake, and all those people who party <laughs> in Miami, like, all right, I guess I uh, turned out all right. You know, light skins. <laughs> that was another thing I tried to tell uh, the USC. Y'all need more light skins in the damn um, in the fight organization. You know, I'm like, so I'm just adding a bunch up into the situation. Just and, mixing it up. And it was funny too because someone um, ended up asking me. I was like, yeah, uh, what's the look? Of, or, I was literally in the DMV yesterday, and the lady asked me. Um, yeah, uh, what's the look like a uh, celebrity always get? And I'm like, it goes F-137, right? And a lady, like, repeats it, and I was like, F-137? Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, that's, you know, she was like, not really. I was like, well, I get, like, a lot of, like, Chris Browns and stuff like that for the light skins. And she was like, yeah, I'm 100% have to tag on to that. That's what I was getting ready to say, but I wanted to hear you say it first because I didn't want to be, like, that extra body that just says it and I was like all right so in other words for the for the light skins I think I'm adding into the light skin category they're gonna end up adding me and they're gonna be like the top five light skins I'm gonna be number one he's redeeming you guys there you go I don't know from what like where's to not be redeemed (laughs) from because you know from what control your skin color but the R&B guys kind of did do a number on it but just saying we all we all know the, the the true situation. It was in Lion King when Mans ended up dropping Mufasa. You feel me? That's what happened. That's where it came through. You know, light skin, dark skin situation. So light skins had to make a comeback because we, we we took a mad L that day, or that night. You did, yeah. but he also told you stay out the stampede, which wouldn't have caused everything that um, went down. That 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 part, that part. But overall, uh, I feel like just with with branding, uh, how you're saying one way or another, whether it's a year from now. 10 years from now, <clears throat> you're going to get in the UFC. One, a lot of people have this perception of like, oh, I made it. Now I can relax. Everything I worked for, but I tell people, I was like, no, that's when the real work starts because now you have that's to true. juggle media and weight cutting and um, things that aren't as strict like CES and King of the Cage, which don't test for every little thing. And then you have to, you have USADA now to report to and your whereabouts and all that stuff. And then also uh, to kind of semi-piggyback on that a little bit is just... Um, Losing my train of thought. Oh, as far as being a draw, uh, like you have you you have the full package. Like being a likable guy, good fighter. Like your fights are very explosive. They're entertaining to watch. Uh, It's either gonna be a knockout or some crazy submission. But I've never seen a dull fight, even up to your UFC debut, where it's like, how will he hold up against a well-seasoned legend? You made him look just the way you made the other guys look before you got in the UFC. So it's some consistency to that. which leads to my next question, as far as balancing and juggling the work, number one, what do you do when you're not motivated? Tattoos. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of tattoos, man. Like, I always, I just, hey, I'll go get tattooed. That'd be me not motivated on the situation because it's like, but to be honest, my goal is to make my, sure my art and or the artists, the ones that work on me or the artist that works on me, uh, looks good when I'm out there. So, you know, if my tattoos look good, it shines bright on, you know, my artist type or a deal, you know. So in reality, the tattoos are great for the dang uh, fights. Yeah. So to be honest, I'm always motivated. And me not being motivated is probably me eating for like the, for, I'll say a week out after my fight. Before I get to finding everything I could possibly think of. That, you know, off all that weight cutting and all that other stuff. But me not being motivated is kind of like me be lying type of done like you know because I already know as soon as I get back into the gym I'm always around the gym I'm always training my clients inside the gym so just seeing them work makes me want to work like you know me training them clicks on that little trigger you need to jump back up in here like you know working with the little kids hey work back up in here so me so it kind of comes down I'm like always motivated and so I give out the little slide window it'll be if I'm getting tattooed or um, eating because I ain't gonna lie that's like one of the worst things. Like most people, like, oh, do you get nervous for the fight? No, I'm just I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat. Just like, hungry you know? and irritable. <laughs> like, like you know, like I like I'd be having like a list. Like I'm gonna eat this as soon as I get out. Like as soon as I get done, I'm gonna drink this Mountain Dew and I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it tonight. Like you know, yeah, it was like little small things. But I'm never like worried about the fight. Like you know, so right. so after the fight, I'm never really not motivated. I'm always motivated because I already know that I still got a lot more work to do. Like you know. Cause like I have a plan and I'm going to execute the plan and the world's going to see me execute the plan. Yeah. So the plan is conquer the plan, plan. (laughs) conquer the bantamweight. Right. Next fight to do what I do best. Knock out third fight. Call out Cody waiting for him. Yeah. And then from now, from that then aim for the belt. With TJ, nine times out of ten, they're gonna be like, "You need to value up. You're not there, et cetera, et cetera." Okay, if we call that, no, not like, anymore. Not the way the UFC is right now. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So they might give it to me, but just in case they don't, and they kind of play that, you know, you gotta fight one more person or fight somebody else to prove yourself. Going up weight, and now I'm gonna end up calling out one of those 45ers that's gonna end up showing me a good shot. Like I would like Max, Brian, or Ooh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would be like an awesome fight. Just the fact that it's like a good California fight, like you know, for the California. And you guys are really similar as far as like wanting to get back to the community and the kids and these super nice people. And then yeah, you get in the ring, awesome. it's like the meanest guys ever. So you could battle for the title of the nicest mean guy when you guys. That part. <laughs> and then the funny thing is too, like say you know he gets the belt, or say for instance I, I had a day, so. As in it trigger, because right now, if you got my vote on the Max versus uh, Brian, I think Brian's going to win. But Max is one of those surprising fighters, like he'll end up proving things wrong. Oh, yeah. So if he ends up winning that, either or say Max ends up losing, that's the one I'll call out. Or even Korean Superboy, somebody with a good bang with a situation, like known for their things. But, but just me moving up to wait to prove that I can sit in there, it's automatically going to value me up to this level where I can either call out the belt for the 35 or 45. Oh, actually, I don't even have to call them out. They're going to try really offer it to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll give you the 45 or the 35. You pick. I'll just go back to 35, beat that person. My next fight will be at the 45, and it'll be Brian. There you go. 
you know, and to be honest, I won't even be for the belt. I won't even fight for the belt. I just want to fight him. Just you to know? do it. Just to do it. Because in my eyes, like, you know, because you know what they're going to do. They're going to end up taking belts away and all that other stuff. I'm okay with that. One thing I want to do is just prove that I'm the best fighter um, in the game, the best fighter in the world. You know, it's one of those things. When you think of pound for pound, I'm the number one. Like, if you think the best fighter in the world, I'm the guy that they look at. Like, you know, um, and then come down from like 30, like 25 to 30 years and down the line, I want them talking to me like they're talking about Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, you know, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, which Roy Jones is my favorite boxer out of all of them. But I look up to the, every one of them, like, you know, Bruce right. Lee type thing. So I want my name to be in that category where it's, and you think fight, I'm one of the top five slash top 10 people that they're gonna end up naming. Like, you know, and I don't want it just off of one person. I want the world to have that view and that mindset like, that guy, he's, he's tight. I like him. I really like him. Like, you know, and it's not only that, he's about his people. It's not only that, I kicked it with him. So, you know, I'm the type, like, and, you know, I'm the type, like, if you end up meeting me, you know, you're going to end up loving me. And you're going to end up, no, I'm talking, you give me five minutes of your time, you're going to freaking love me. And I just always end up telling people that. Five minutes, you'll love me. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. I, if I, I tell the most baddest joke in the world in five minutes, you'll still, like, you'll laugh at it because you love me. Like, you know, it's like right. one of those things, you know. Um, but, yeah, so it ends up coming down to that moment where I want people to know who I am. And it comes down like, dang, that dude did everything him because the person that he looked for, the person that he loved. And he even shot even further to be something even um, better that we all see him. And I'm in China. Like, you know, like stuff like that. Like, if I go to China, I want people to be like, that's him. That's you. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. And if it comes down like that, that's, that just proves my point that I did my job. You know, right. that's full success. Like, you know, or them even seeing my son like, dang, I saw you grow up off of pictures. And my boy is looking at you like, what? What, what do you mean you see me? Like, you know. And it will kind of like put everything, put the, put it all together. Like, dang, my dad, you know. The climate like, story yeah, for him. Yeah, build up a whole story, and I even know because I was I was technically taken away from, like you know, but it's one of those things. And then, in the quest for uh, this route that you're on, as far as fighting, being a father, <clears throat> branding, comedy, I guess for lack of better words, but this whole circle. What what's your morning? your daily routine look like as far as prepping here's what i have to do here's my job here's the work i have to put in what's your what's your daily routine consist of well daily routine i'm gonna tell you definitely starts with me motivating myself to smile i you know like people don't get that part neither like like i wake up with you know i'm hard i'm still hurt like i still have pain like you know i'm still human it's one of those things like, oh, you know, we don't see him ever being sad. He's always happy. Yeah, I'm always happy because I like motivate myself. Like that's my motivation. Smile today. You gotta, you gotta show the world that you're okay. Like, you know, even if I'm not, they don't need to know that. And the people that do know me, they know that, oh, this dude has pain, like, you know. But that's my motivation. I wake up, practice in the mirror, wake up, smile. You're good. You're number one. You're gonna kill it today. You're Mr. Excellence. You're Mr. Entertainment. It's showtime, Mr. AKA the Afro Monkey. You're gonna show the world what they missing. You need a me in your life, like you know. Then I walk out, and then from there it's either work out my clients in the morning, and then after that it's motivation of me training my, you know, training with my team, and you know, perfecting uh, a one class or S class that I kind of put it because like if anybody off moving off these rankings. What do they do? I have to do extra, you know? So 
even if it's like walkthroughs, whatnot. But mixture of practices on different days. But the one I get excited about is always wrestling because like I know like most of these people think like, oh, he can't wrestle. I actually can't wrestle. It's just that <laughs> the style, you know, it's the style that I have is kind of, it's a 50-50, you know, because I'm coming forward. Like, you know, it's one of those things. I'm coming forward. I'm going to end up T-tapping you up. You know, it's one of those things. I'm going to put my hands on you. So, so, one, this is Ralph. It's Coach Ralph in the building. Uh, so show your face a little bit. That's that's he gave up my extra two stripes. Blue, <laughs> blue belt with three stripes here. Yeah, I was screaming with him watching the fight at the restaurant yeah. around the corner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So off on the situation, it's like like I enjoy wrestling, like I said it was my style, pushing forward, that's a fifty fifty, like you know. And it's dangerous, but at the same time, in my eyes it's that I'm here to prove my point. And my point is to take you out. That's just how it is. Like I say first round, hey, I'm sticking to my word as a first round. You're gonna end up understanding that. I'm gonna do everything I can to get you out the first round. If I say the second round, it comes out in the second round. If I say, hey, I'm looking for my damn um, choke, I'm gonna choke you out. It's like one of those things. End up stating what I want, I'm end up doing it, and that's what happens. Um, but off on that situation, I've been working, and everything is being progress on a step-by-step -step program with me. You know? So my daily routine is be better than I, I than I was yesterday or this morning. How I end up having practices I end up doing. So my eyes is just be better than better than the day before. And what's your uh, what's your diet look like as far as <laughs> I know everyone has like their things you gotta whether you're weight cutting, not weight cutting, whatever, like what and after daily banging up your body and sacrificing it, what kind of supplements do you take for maybe uh, stamina and things like that and then for recovery because you kill yourself daily? See normally I would sit there and say Soda and sugar, ta ta, like you know, but that'd be me lying. Uh, it's from Health and Body Nutrition. They end up, uh, my boy Mike, that's uh, one of the owners or is the owner. He uh, makes sure I get the right su supplements like BC, AA, um, the lean protein that I end up taking. Um, right now, he has me on like the zero calorie, zero everything, zero, zero, zero. It's just blanking out, and um. Like Mr. Greens. I've been actually on Mr. Greens for a while. That's like before, post, and after type of situation. So those things is what's been like pushing me forward. Because I end up, I've always told people, I always had like this bad habit. I don't eat nothing in the morning. So he ends up making sure I end up taking the right supplements for like me. The green powders and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the green powders. So that's why I end up getting on that because I end up not eating in the morning. I know it's a problem, but it's just like growing up, sometimes you didn't get to eat. So I didn't eat. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm used you, to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like used to it. So it's just like, some people are like, did you eat this morning? Like, no. And then it's like, yo, you got to eat. And I was like, okay. You know, but I just move on like it is what it is. Like, you know, because it was like funny too, because my lady uh, ended up, it was like a week ago, she ended up making me like this big breakfast. And it was so, it was, it was good, right? But it was just so big that I couldn't finish it, you know? And I'm not used to that because I'm like used to like stated I don't eat nothing in the morning. And if I do, it'd be like a bar or <laughs> me drinking out of the protein. So when she ended up, she was thinking like, "Oh, you don't like my food," and I'm like, "No, I love your food." <laughs> it was just that. It's me, me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just that's not you. It's me. That's what they all say until they leave. You know? No, she didn't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, it was like leaving me like trying to eat it. And it was like, you know, I was like kind of like forcing myself now. And I'm like, ah, oh. you know, so. Just one of those things, like I don't eat in the morning, but uh, I end up trying to work on like these 
calorie counts that my cousin got me on, uh, which is one of my uh, personal super conditioning strength um, trainer, but also been working on my calories and stuff like that. Um, like I'm starting to get back into everything, especially on the, with the whole eating, the eating habit of how many calories I should have and not miss type of deal. So I've been kind of like slimming back down to everything. So everything that they kind of like process for me and they're telling me what I need to do, it's automatically 100%. But like the three weeks out, I'll probably like take away from like all the red meats and stuff like that and it'll be nothing but greens more vegetable you know vegetables type um, more like fish or salmon you do any of that uh salmon is fish but. yeah but i end up kind of <laughs> cutting that even cutting that off like what i end up saying it's like 100 percent on uh like greens like you know and that's like helps me get cut off like the last weight that i need like beans and stuff like that you know stuff that's basically uh backs up on the situations where of all the heavy protein that I normally wouldn't have. You know? So like beans and rice. Beans and rice. Greens, beans and rice. <laughs> what do you walk around at? Like I know you cut to thirty five, one thirty five, which is the band and weight division for those that aren't familiar. Uh what do you walk around normally when you're not competing? If not competing, I'm like sixty three. Oh sheesh. Like yeah, like like bounces from like 60 to 63 but i know the highest i ever got was like 63 you know like right now i'm like should be like a good 59 58 so i'm like slimming back down to my uh my, my weight cut um phase and the start of that it's normally 57 56 57 so when i'm there i'm like good okay yeah you know? so long as i'm there all the weight cuts easy out if i'm over that it's kind of like all right i know it's gonna be like one of those struggling bitch modes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the snicker commercials yeah, he's yeah, going angry like, hate everyone yeah, like eat a snicker you'll be okay like you know. but yeah that's exactly how it is and then uh do you do any time kind of like what's it called crypto therapy or anything so like joints aching ailments any recovery supplements or is it just the greens or guys everything from there don't do the joints i know i did the cryo um therapy like Crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Crypto. Crypto. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I ended up doing the, the crowd. I didn't like that. And I had to sit in that dang thing for three minutes. It was the first time I ever tried it. And I was crying like a little bitch. I was crying. I was out there. Too cold. Crying. It was too cold. And I had to sit there. So now it turned, I turned it into a competition that I can make it. And, but, you know, I felt good right after. Like, so, you know, so. So it's legit. Yeah, it's like legit. So, but. If they told me to do it again, probably not. You know, I, I, it's cool. Maybe, maybe next year. Like you know, even though next year is around the corner. But um, right, New Year, New Me. You know, New Year, New Me. Like ah, I'll jump in the cryo. You feel me? I won't jump in that. But uh, and then if any other therapy, like I have a relationship, she's a massage therapist, so she kind of likes works on whatever I end up aching so that's like my recovery right there you know is that why you started dating her see you can't say that is she watching <laughs> you can't say that uh uh it's just an I won't say bonus. anything yeah <laughs> say what I'm saying put her live like you know like uh no it's just like a uh added it's like mm -hmm. an added uh uh bonus on the situation because before I even dig into it I knew what she did but it wasn't one of those it's her that I fell for so um, so everything else just like followed up like to be honest I don't even like ask you know hey can you help me out like you know or hey can you massage and she'd be like this is what I'm here for it's like I understand but it's just I know you have a long day at work and then you kind of come back like I don't want to 
push you and like, hey, can you do this? Like, you know, it's just you doing extra work. And even if it's like helping me, it's extra work for you. And it's like, so I kind of like push off on that. Like, nah, I'll kind of like suffer a little bit and she'll just like randomly start. Like, it's like one of those six senses of your lady that just knows like, all right, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, but hurts. Let me just, and I don't even say, hey, my elbow or oh, my neck. Like, you know, she'll just start working on it. And then it's kind of like, thank you. <laughs> you know? And now she's like, she's like so into her job, like she will, like, you know, like most people like, oh, I'll massage you. It'd be like a 10 minute massage and they'll like leave it alone. Nah, she'd be like working on my hand, like say, like my hand's like hurting, like she'll be working on my hand for a whole hour and I'll be forgetting that she's been working on my hand for an hour because like we're watching something. So, you know, so like I said, it's like an added bonus of everything. You know, so. That's good then, you lucked out. You know, it was like a hundred percent, so everybody gotta be, Worried and prepared, I'd be 100% every time. You know, always fully recovered in everything I do. Yeah, it's good to know. Good to know. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, also uh, back to the recovery. So, massage, cryo, not crypto, which <laughs> crypto. you hate and will never do again because you're afraid of the cold. And uh, with the the testing and USADA. And having to go through that, what's that like with having to give them your whereabouts? And I know a lot of athletes, they take things on accident from these supplements where it doesn't list what's in it, and then they take it, and it's like, damn it, now I'm banned for like two years off of something I didn't even know in this. Or you, do you have that fear walking around? Or are you like paranoid what you put in your body? Or how does that work? Uh, truth be told, I'm not, because uh, my because uh, everything I get from my from helping my nutrition. So by me doing that, I trust them. Like, you know, we have like a good relationship or a great relationship that we're family. So I know that he knows what I'm in. I'm like one of his, hey, this is like one of the guys that's representing us. He's in UFC, et cetera. I got to make sure he's 100%. So he's kind of like treating it like he made it, like, you know, and he's treating it like since I'm in here, would I want to end up, you know, giving him something that I know I wouldn't take to end up being failed and on that type of situation. So it's like, like I said, it's a family thing. So it's, hey, you take this one, I make sure I did my homework, your gravy, you do this. Don't do this one because <laughs> this ain't the one that you want. We'll move it away here. Like, you know, so everything I end up um, grabbing or end up taking, it's 100% legit. So I don't even think about it because I already know that he has my back on it. Like I said, I circle myself with the right people that I trust my life with. And Matt or Mike knows that my life is with him, so he, he takes care of all of that. And the USADA thing, it's like, I'm 100% cool because I already know I'm going to pass. So I'm like, hey, come over. Take my piss. <laughs> <laughs> you need blood today? Go ahead. Because I know I'm 100% good because I'm not going to end up worrying like, oh, I did this and do that. Like, I don't smoke. So it's not one of those situations I'm going to be like, oh, you know, you got weed in my system. You know, right. I don't do stuff like that. It's cool. And ideas, know. does it? He's been fine for years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> good. You He's know? the man. So it's like one of those situations. So I'm like always going to be like great off on that, you know. And... Now it's just one of those things that I honestly hate about it all, so I constantly have to keep updating. But I got, they gave me like a legit USADA guy that uh, lives out here in like Temecula that I ended up seeing. He's cool peeps, you know. So he ends up like giving me a good time to come get me, you know, or, you know, the whole nine. So it's not none of those like, oh, I got you right out of practice where I'm like depleted out all my sweat and, you know, I don't, I can't even piss. So you gotta sit with me forever, like, you know. Right. So he picks a good time, like, I wake up. He knows I wake up early, so he comes early. So there you go. Like, you know. So 
but like I said, it's just about all the updates. If I keep on uh, updating, it just becomes a problem. You know, because some days, like, you don't have the address. So, you know, and I know they say click the current, but sometimes you click the current, don't work, or you know you're going to be somewhere, but it's going to take you a certain amount of time to get there. You, you don't know the address. You can't even pop in the address because that's the problem. So now imagine you driving over there to put click on the current. They've been waiting at your, at your house for about an hour. Yeah, because you only get an hour. You know? And they'll call oh, and it'll you. count as a violation if you they'll, don't show up. So it's almost like having a probation officer, basically. There you go. There you go. And this is in competition and out of competition. Regardless of the situation, as long as you're with them, or along with the UFC, or in the company, you're obligated to constantly keep updating stuff. So that's the problem. Always updating. <laughs> Man. So from, <clears throat> let's see, martial arts is seven, getting bullied, not getting bullied, in and out of poverty, um, knocking a bunch of people out in these different organizations, getting discovered by the USC, and then uh, having an essay written about you by a little girl that caused you to cry when nothing else really did. <laughs> now, um, you have a probation officer when you're doing the best now. <laughs> and the video game, tell us about what's, what can we expect from you next as far as fights, sponsorships, things you're working on. Uh I'm aiming for January. I believe uh, people know it's going to be like an Anaheim card. And, you know, I'm born in Anaheim, so that's like what's going to be next. And you're going to end up seeing like an explosive fight. And it's going to be one of those situations where you're going to end up seeing me being Mr. Entertainment, Mr. AKA, Mr. Showtime, AKA the Afro Monkeys home. You know, and it's going to come down to that moment where it's going to be so spectacular that I'm going to be the face of that. And not only the face of that, it's gonna end up opening up doors where I could just say, "Hey, it's time to do some movies," you know? Because uh, Triple X nineteen. That people don't understand it. Like, put me out there, you know? Give me a stunt devil, but look, we good, you know? But uh, but right now, like, I have a buddy that's that uh comes here. His name, um, yeah, he's over here doing um, a few uh like clips, like you know, he's actually became like the director of uh. A flash named Marcus Stokes, like you know, he's uh became a new director, so I'm trying to like slide nice. into that. Like, I was like, hey, like literally, like as soon as he posted, I ended up writing a comment. I'm like, congratulations, now you can end up sliding me in. I was like, I could be a great villain. I you know, I just want to be a villain one time. Cause that's one thing I, cause everybody always portrayed me. Oh, he's the villain. I can act. I can act. I can be a bad guy sometimes. Let's do a super yeah. evil role. Yeah, yeah. Make so it funny. Me... It'll be the funniest evil man in the world. Like uh, how Wesley Snipes was in um, Demolition Man. Yeah, I'm still freaking my favorite movie. Yeah, Co sure. color the hair. You got the semi hair going on you know? already. Once it gets out the poofs, for real. So like, literally my favorite movie. Like that's that's I always pictured as a cloud. You know, that's one thing in the far future when I'm done with it, all the fighting and everything. Um, I was gonna go back to school for uh, directing and everything. You know, uh, or not directing but filming. So I want to kind of like make my own films, but also be in my own films. So like I got like ideas. So. It's just little small things. I just know more people you know, more progress you make, the better things become out valued. Right. You know? So, so that's just how I am. So yeah. So Anaheim knockout. You already know about to deliver a beautiful show. Um, and then don't have no opponent, but I'm aiming for one. So I'm trying to make that happen. Nice. Do you know how soon you'll find out, or is it like one of those kind of? I'm thinking probably like in the next. Cause right now they already like. Um, matchmaking so i give it a take about another week or two i should have like enough information 
uh, understand who I have, why not. Cool, cool. And then uh, sponsors, are you allowed to say anything about that as far as like who you're working with, who you're about to work with, um, anyone you want to shout out? Well, from on the sponsors, everybody that ends up um, been working with me, like 100% Violence, you got Brandon's Diner, you know, uh, AM Plumbing, uh, you also got Health and Body Nutrition, freaking my, my favorite one, uh, Dynasty. You know, they've been actually giving my, my whole gear and everything, so they get points. Um, Riverside Royalty. Uh, and I already know I'm about to end up not uh, being like sponsored, but basically doing like little projects with um, Caviar Gold. You know, okay. um, they got like some situations where, like, you know, like homeless shelters were supposed to be doing some stuff like that in that direction. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, so, but I, I know that's just planning outlines in the future, but we're going to end up making it happen. Uh, so cool piece. I ended up meeting him like about a few weeks ago. Nice guy. That's uh, super cool. And then uh, the other one is, you know, my own deal's getting ready to actually happen. Tequila. Call it Knockout. Yeah. That's going to be on the market. Coming soon. I'm going to need people to go ahead and grab them a taste and get them themselves some bottles because, you know, Knockout's going to be the new tequila that's taking over the world. So, I don't drink. But if I did, like my man said, <laughs> hey, it'll be knockout. So you're trying to Conor McGregor the game, go oh, yeah, in and, and slide in all the different routes and then go straight to the alcohol? Oh, you know it. You know it. And especially it was like when I came back and it was like right there, like presented it to me. I'm like, yeah, definitely into it, you know. So it's like a, it's a good thing. So right now, that's where we end up aiming. So everything should be like basically marked out and signed by a few today or tomorrow, give or take. So on the dotted line. So that is what I'm excited about. So the people that right now, it's like a great, great product. People love it. You know, I'm not really keen on, but I know other people's faces. Me, it's just like all tequila tastes, or all drinks taste the same, because I make the same face, because it goes down one way, and I tie it down it like a mug, you know? So don't give, me, don't give me a bottle, I'll finish it. You know? I'll drink it if you do. We'll, there it is. If, if you could tell me where to find it, we'll do it at the same time. We'll do it next time we, um, you invite me to the show. We end up having it there. It'd be just for tequila, the, right. the knockout. Doing January after the next fight, and uh, sounds like a plan. My last question: What advice would you give to any up-and-coming fighters, anyone aspiring to be in the position you're in slash headed? My advice to everybody is: Don't give up. No matter how many people end up telling you you can't do something, you know you can end up proving them wrong by working your ass off and put all your eggs in that one basket and keep on pushing. You know, aim to be better than the person that you look up to. And that's always the advice I always give up, they all give to people. Cause me, all the people I look up to is a dream of I wish I could fight them. Like I look up to John Jones, I wanna fight him. You know, like Roy Jones Jr. In his prime, that would have been like an awesome fight. Cause I look up to him. You know, Bruce Lee, if he was able to be here, you know, he was still alive, it would be one of those situations I'll take lessons and stuff like that. And if I was back in that prime, I would just, hey, one good sparring match, I just wanna see, you know. but. Always aim to be better, you know, no matter what. Whoever's better than you, you think is better than you, work your ass off and be better than that person, you know? And so that'll end up progressing that person to move better so y'all will continue to be better every time that you see each other or every time that you, you know, acknowledge something. So that's my advice. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Where can we find you? Uh, social media accounts, all that hilarious, cool stuff. You want well, to tell the people? Know. Instagram. Day 42. 
spelled D-A-I-I-4-2. -I All right. And I will give you my Twitter account, but I keep like forgetting it. So just, just go ahead and just hit me up on Instagram. That's one, one of the like sites that I'm always on. So definitely hit me up on Instagram. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Looking Thank forward you, to see you in and out of the cage soon. Thank awesome. you so much. Appreciate Thank you. you. Cut. Turn it off. There it is. Shit out my face. <laughs> <laughs>